All right, the Plank Show rolls on. It is a Monday edition. Happy Monday, everybody. Hour three, as always, is brought to you by... It's brought to us by Rooftech of Oklahoma, <laughs> locally owned and operated for 30 years. Call Josh Tucker at Rooftech. All of your roofing needs, 405-703-4245. They guarantee the highest quality workmanship in the roofing industry. Um, that was a pretty good Howard Stern impersonation. Good, good. morning. Good. Happy Monday, uh, everybody. Happy Monday, everybody. Hey, now. Um, hey, hey now. now. I, gosh, I have so many, like, non-sports things I want to talk about with you. But I realize that we are, as the home of Sooner fans, committed to sports talk, not my Tom Foolery. But... Did somebody just design the Houston highways to always be like clogged? Do they have? I know uh, at OU Photo Guy, his his wife is that right, Mark? His wife is all about like highway designs and things like that. Hopefully, they weren't the person that designed the exit that funnels everyone from Lindsay and Highway Nine onto I thirty five at the exact same time, and then cuts it down to a lane that ends. Or but, the <laughs> wasn't her. <laughs> Or the architect behind the idea to turn I-35 into a one lane so they can paint over there by 23rd Street. Oh, dude, what a disaster that is. Are, are those the same people that put together Houston's roads? <laughs> I mean, literally, you're on a highway, and all of a sudden, the highway just either changes names or there's like four exits. Stay in the middle lane and the middle lane only. It's like, oh, no. There's no one arrow going straight and one arrow going right. By the way, kudos to all the Houstonites that are listening to the show. I appreciate you guys. How you stay sane, I'll never know in that traffic. I would lose my mind. I had a guy try to clean my windshield, too. I never had that happen at a stop sign. Have you ever had that happen before? It was a first. No. And yeah, he, I can't say that I have. Dude, he popped out of nowhere. I thought I... Surprise! It's like, and, and he, he kind of waved at me, and I was like, he kind of waved at me, and he held up the – I don't even think it was Windex. It was like Spindex or something. I mean, I don't want to know what was in there. And he and it was at a stoplight, and I was like, no, 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 no. I'd never had that happen before, isn't it? Houston, you're awesome. Now give us back Jocelyn's softball from your sewer system. All right, um, a lot to get to here in hour three. Tom Foolery over. Let's hit the top five stories of the day, including – including – what the most recent bracketology looks like for the OU men. Spoiler alert, it's not good. So here we go. Top five stories of the day. Big story number five. Number five. Oh, by the way, I did also decide that I'm putting together a bit where I'm going to have the top five calls I should use for when Jossie breaks the record, and you guys decide which way we go. Maybe I'll add in a few uncensored ones in there just for the fun of it. Right. Just, you know, I feel like we need to workshop some things. This is history, Josh. This is a moment that's going to live in infamy, right? First of all, I need to sleep so I can actually get my voice back. But yeah, I'm I'm a little nervous. Your boy's a little shook right now. Oh, it'll be good. Hey, we did get a oh. pretty good piece of advice for you. Uh-oh. Remember what Vince Scully always said the less you interject yourself, the greater the call. <laughs> Maybe the history in a pause till she gets home. Listen, Vince Scully, most of his calls were had TV. 
that you yeah. talk about. Yeah, well, Kirk Gibson's home run, you have the TV. You can watch him run around. You can let it breathe in that way. Sure. Uh, Radio, yeah. yeah, you can't really You got to kind of say what's going That's one thing. Whenever I got hired by Westwood One, when I got hired by Westwood One through the Women's College World Series, the um, executive producer said, and by the way, don't just sit there and not say something when something great happens. Tell people what's going on. I'm like, I get people that tell me. To t- okay, you got it. There is a big difference between letting it breathe and not saying anything. And the long fly ball, and it's gone. Yeah, a lot of times broadcasts sound well, uh, you, better. You're interrupting I- the silence, Josh. I want the silence alarm to go off and TJ to freak out. Isn't that what that texter wants? Let it breathe. Don't say anything unless you interject. It's radio. I have to tell you what's going on. With yeah, my dead air alarm went off. <laughs> freaked me out a little meanwhile, bit. Meanwhile, all you hear is just, ah, it's like, what happened? Appreciate the advice. All right, let's go with big story number five. Number five. Number five. I know you already played it, but I just felt like we needed to reset, reset yeah. a little bit. Okay, so it's the biggest story maybe in sports – going right now and it happened at the end of a blowout basketball game got a dust up right now jawan howard and greg guard were going nose to nose and now we got a problem we got pushing and shoving we got a lot of chirping we got a wrestling match going on and jacoby neath being pulled away by carter higginbottom adam smith graduate assistant for the wisconsin badgers pushing off a couple of players yeah, there were some punches in there. It got nasty there in the end. And everybody being separated, you got to be really careful here. Tyler Wall getting guys away. You got to be careful here. Richard, big fella, getting out there. He's telling his guys, get off the floor. Good job, right, Richard. Here, good job, big fella. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. It almost seems like they didn't totally know what had happened yet. Right. That is the Wisconsin Radio Network. Uh, Here was Jawan Howard's explanation as to why he was so triggered. I didn't like the timeout being called, and I'll be totally honest with you. Um, I thought it was, uh, you know, not necessary at that moment, uh, especially being a large lead. um, And then for half a timeout um, to be called with three seconds or four seconds to go, um, you know, I thought that that was, you know, what I felt wasn't fair to our guys. And so that's, that's what happened. Here, here's what Greg Gard said. And he came up to me and pulled his max, max down and said, I'll remember that. And he started pointing at me and tapped me in the chest. And I said, hold on. Let me explain to you why I took the timeout. Maybe he doesn't know the rule that you get the 10 seconds reset. I wasn't going to put my players in that type of situation to have to break a present four seconds coming stiff and cold off the bench i wouldn't do that for a regular group i can take a timeout that's um dude whoever is like clicking away in the background man i'm that's driving me crazy gives my players the best chance to have success so that's where it started that he said i'll remember that i'll remember that and i said hey let me tell you why i did what i did and he didn't want any part of that and kept moving on so i mean what the i i listen. coach guard stop it yeah i mean come on so trying to avoid the 10 second call. He there there's a lot of wrongs here. Sure. And coach guard 
certainly has some of the blame himself. He he was being a jerk by calling the timeout. He was. Sure. He was pouring salt in the wound. It goes against sort of, we, we say it in baseball a lot, the unwritten rules of the game. It's an unwritten rule that when the game is out of reach, you don't take a timeout in that circumstance. It was a punk move by him. From that point forward, probably, I, I would say, yeah, there is a little bit of fault for the way that he grabbed Jawan Howard in the handshake line. But the bottom line is this for me, more than anything, you can't, as the head basketball coach, there's supposed to be a, a level of decorum and cooler heads are supposed to prevail even after Wisconsin takes that timeout, you're supposed to line up and shake hands in a certain sense. Head coaches have to behave in a certain manner. And to me, Jawan Howard is mostly at fault in this situation, no doubt. Was there, were there some mistakes made by Wisconsin? Yes, absolutely. But you can't open hand slap somebody and incite that type of situation when you're the head coach, I saw all sorts of ranges of opinions on this yesterday, Plank. Oh, everyone had an opinion on it. I was being called a, a, a racist and, last and, night because I said you shouldn't slap someone else in a handshake line. I, I actually thought this was a fair point that someone made that we, not necessarily specifically you or I, but media types long for the days of the 80s and the 90s and the, the bad boys Pistons and – and here a situation like this happens, and it's, oh, he's, he's got to be gone. He's got to be fired. I would The only thing I would say to that is a lot of those situations that media types, quote-unquote, pine for, and I think it's a good point, they involve the players. You can't have coaches, general managers, you can't have the leaders of these franchises and these teams acting in this manner in leading to a situation that, frankly, if it goes bad enough, you're going to have lawsuits. I mean, there are so many other different spider webs out sure. from this situation. I agree. Um, you're the head coach, and this is the second time we've had an issue with Jawan Howard. He was trying to kill Mark Turgeon. So, yeah, I I don't know, man. Uh, I put a poll up early this morning. Uh, it's uh, It's got about 350 votes. And it's a little bit more blaming Greg Gard than I expected. But when I asked, who do you blame for the dust-up between Michigan and Wisconsin, Juwan Howard, Greg Gard, post-game handshakes. 60% with Juwan Howard. Now, it's interesting because in the ultimate timing award, Bill Haston, who you might also know as Bill Hastings, uh, wrote an article in the Tulsa World at TulsaWorld.com about the problems that we'd had at a Booker T game and an ORU game. And he had theorized or opined that the post-game handshake needs to go away. And I I mean, honestly, I, I mean, I read everything Bill writes, but it did. I was like, oh, well, you know, a couple of incidents. And I think about the video that went viral with the guy giving the double punch to the kid, knocking him out in the high school line. But here's my thing. If you're going to get rid of the post-game handshake line, then we need to also extend that amount of time the coaches get after games to cool down. Because if the media and and, the, and IDC, everyone's getting all butthurt about the, the locker room policies that Adam Silver is putting out there. You want to eliminate these handshakes where two sides are going, but then you want coaches to immediately have to go out there and talk about the game. I, 
I think if you're going to do that, then you also have to understand and accept that these coaches might need a little bit more time to cool down than what we've been giving them in the past. And at times, and they need to act like adults too would help. <laughs> Agreed. And at times, some of those questions are not not always friendly, right? Or asked in a professional manner. So maybe maybe that is a good idea to give them a little bit a little bit more of a cool down period. I think ESPN needs to drop the Gillette Venus commercial. Have you seen it? No. All right, I'll make sure to holler whenever it comes by. Come. All right. Um, anyway, a lot on big story number five. Let's go ahead and hit big story number four. Number four. Uh, NBA All-Star Game All-Star Weekend. LeBron James hit the game winner to beat Cleveland. Uh, Steph Curry. James to Curry. He wants it deeper. This one from the logo. Another 40-footer. Another three for Curry. 12 for the All-Star Game. He was the MVP. He was unbelievable last night. Uh, LeBron James hits the game winner in Cleveland. Hit the game winner in the All-Star Game where me and my guys back in the back, we were you know, used to watch the All-Star game and wishing that we had the opportunity or the means to come up to Cleveland and see some of the greatest basketball players of all time because they inspired us so much. For me to be here today, my best friends, to be here, and so many people that um, seen me grow from a, a, a really a young toddler to who I am today, it was a, I couldn't even, I couldn't picture that moment any better. But listen, um, we're going to table part of big story number four until after the break because... I do want to talk about LeBron's comments or comments on one Sam Presti from Why? this weekend, too. Why? <laughs> Big story number three. Number three. Oh, I mean, that's right. the question, right? Why? Why? Um... Big story. Yeah, why would you say that? Just, so we will address that. Listen, I, don't get me sorry. I, I am very easily swayed today. I'm trying to, as you have learned, I can end up down a rabbit hole of a conversation about angry broadcasters and foul poles. Um, so here's the latest bracketology. OU's out of the tournament. Now, Joe Lenardi hasn't given the full update yet, but the Sooners are now in a group listed as the last four out. San Diego State, SMU, BYU, and Oklahoma. Um, Kansas State is in that next four out with Dayton, Florida, and Oregon. Or, as some people like to say, Oregon. You, you kind of think about teams that you need to be rooting against. Memphis, Michigan, San Francisco, and Loyola, Chicago are the last four in, while the last four buys are North Carolina, TCU, Indiana, and Creighton. The Big 12 down to six teams in the big dance. I, again, I could you could sense the frustration in hearing Porter. You're without EJ Harkless now. That sucks. But I'm, I'm really intrigued, Josh, to see what they try to do to right the ship on what tomorrow night. I mean, that's it's it's the Big 12, so it's it's not easy and it's not going to be easy, but you got to travel down to Lubbock tomorrow and take on Texas Tech. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but they've been playing really good basketball since losing to Oklahoma last week. Really good basketball. I say last week back on the 9th. Everything is running together for me right now. Yeah, it's an uphill uh, climb challenging game that you got coming up tomorrow obviously I mean you just keep waiting to win one of these things and you feel like if you do then all of a sudden you can position yourself right back in the dance but uh, 
has not happened, and obviously it gets more difficult now minus Elijah Harkless. The um, Texas Tech Red Raiders, by the way, excuse me, since coming to Oklahoma and falling to the Sooners have won three straight games, and all three have been pretty impressive. That was a Brock fight this weekend against Texas. I like that. I hope those two teams play again. Yeah, it was a home game for Tech on the road. Which was awesome. We knew that was going to happen, but it was really cool. It was a cool uh, aesthetic. Meanwhile, uh, Charlie Cream has not updated his bracketology as of yet. Um, let's see. Today is the 21st? Yes, that's right. Uh, his last update came on the 18th. But even in his last update, Oklahoma, who had been as high as a two seed, had fallen to a three seed. So they were still in a position where they would host. But um, I would – think that maybe after the loss on Saturday, they might find themselves falling out of a hosting position, right? They had them as a three seed in Norman with Troy, and then the other part of the bracket was Ohio State and Gonzaga and Mississippi State. Probably a pretty good chance that after this weekend, they're dropping down a little bit more for Coach Jenny's crew, right? Unfortunately. Yes, that's a safe assumption. Um, big story number two. Number two. Number two. Wait for it. Diamond Sports. OU Baseball. Back, baby. And started the season winning two of their first three games. You were live in the studio for both games? All three games or two of the three games? Or one of the three? Definitely Saturday and Sunday. (laughs) Friday night was a long time ago. I don't remember. Sunday bounce back was big, I thought. And, you know, Toby was bringing up what Arizona had done, what they put double-digit runs on about every single team that they've played so far. But um, they're on another uh, in another stratosphere right now to start the season. But I thought it was a, a heck of a start to the season to take two of three. And now you've got a situation where we're not messing around. You know, we're turning around and we're getting going with this season. we got games, what, tomorrow for men's baseball. What's men's baseball? Uh, for baseball. So it, we're not – I love it, man. Wichita State slated for a 4 o'clock first pitch tomorrow, then Northwestern State in town this weekend. It was a great start for Oklahoma baseball. Yeah, you Arizona hit you really good on Saturday, but outside of that, you pick up wins over Auburn and Michigan. So outside of just the perfect 3-0 and start, really uh, you have to feel good with, with the way this thing started this opening weekend for them. Dude, tough start for Kansas State down there at Globe Life. Yeah. They lost 8-6, to six, and then it got beat 22-3 uh, to three combined scores in games versus Michigan and Auburn. Ouch. All right, uh, and big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. You know me, I'm not going to sit here and play my own cuts, but uh, Jocelyn Allo becomes the uh, all-time leader in home runs or ties with Lauren Chamberlain, a little history in – Houston this past weekend. The numbers were absolutely incredible. Uh, she, I, I saw Patrick Dunn tweeted these on Saturday night. She hit four home runs in a day, two homers in back-to-back games, the most homers she's hit in a single day. It's the ninth and tenth time she's homered twice in a game in her career. Uh, the ball that she hit left the stadium that broke the record. And oh, by the way, Oklahoma Sooner softball is 10-0 and on the season, and they've won six straight games 
by the run rule, eight of their ten games by run rule. Can I play your cut? You can. You're allowed With to. Coleman at first, the pitch. That's gone. Hello, history. Jocelyn Alo launches one over the batter's eye for number 95. Is that what they're talking about, letting it breathe right there? That's what I did. They are mobbing her at home plate as she flies in. And an absolute ball. I thought it was well done. I think I said hello, history, twice. I meant to say it in more of a hello, history, kind of. But I was just so juiced. I mean, we're sitting I there. I thought it was great. We had me, Pat, uh, and Whitley are sitting there. And literally, when she hits it, we're like a bunch of school kids just punching each other, grabbing each other, jumping up and down, fanboying out over my idol, Jocelyn Allo. I The all-time home run record in college softball history is going to be set this weekend. And it's another Sooner that's going to do it. And How awesome is that? Probably here in a couple of years, the top three will all be Sooners. If T.R.A. Jennings keeps on the pace, she's currently at. Dude, she hit a bomb on Friday. I mean, a bomb. Grace Lyons' game winner got out in like twelve in like two seconds. Line drive, gone! That was literally the call. It was out. Sooners are leaving a little early. We're trying to beat the weather, so we're getting out of town on Wednesday for the trip to Palm Springs, which we'll talk quite a bit about coming up this week. Now, hey, when we come back, why, why, why? Why would LeBron James go out of his way to credit Sam Presti? Why? We'll talk about it next. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. So, this this weekend was interesting because, right, it's our first weekend without football. No Super Bowl to talk about, nothing. No NFL outside of really looking ahead to spring ball. But did I say no NFL? You get my point. But... LeBron James did spark something in Thunder fans and Laker fans and NBA people in general. Why do you think he went out of his way, Josh, to credit Sam Presti when asked a question about the Rook, when asked a question about Josh Giddy? Honestly, I think that he probably just likes Sam Presti. Fair enough. I don't know that uh, there's some ulterior motive to try and get Presti to Los Angeles or LeBron to OKC. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think there's any of that going on. I think he just probably has bumped into Sam Presti over the course of time and over the years, and realized that he maybe publicly had never really said anything nice about the guy. <laughs> And that was sort of an opportunity to, you know, pay his respect or pay his dues, I guess, to Sam Presti a little bit. That's that's my honest read on it. Now, I could be dead wrong, and maybe there is an ulterior motive. Maybe he does want Bronny to wind up in Oklahoma City, and then he can come join, and that's sort of his master plan for how his career ends with a franchise that could possibly still be a little bit in rebuild mode at that time. But I just – 
I don't know. I just don't have that feel about it. <laughs> Sorry, caught me mid-drink again. All right, here was what LeBron James said about Presti. I don't know if this audio is great or not, but it, 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 here we go. Maybe. Oh, all right. Who came in here and hit the mute button on my computer? All right, that would be me. Let's try it again. MVP over there, Sam Presti. He the MVP. I mean, Josh Giddy is great. Sam Preston, I don't understand this guy's eye for talent. He drafted KD, Russ, Jeff Green, Serge Ibaka, Reggie Jackson, um, Josh Giddy, and the list goes on and on and on. This guy's pretty damn good. Yeah, and, you know, in, in all honesty, even the haters would have to admit he's done a hell of a job when it comes to picking, uh, picking players. Now, development is sometimes struggled with a few. And obviously the trades, you know, we we can get into that. Yeah, retaining players has, <laughs> has been an issue. Kind of been problematic. But, I mean, that's not his fault, right? I mean, that's – or is it? I don't know. I don't know who you want to blame. But – It's not solely his fault, right. maybe, I think is a fair way to say that. I just – it was – it was a cool moment. Like, if you're – how about this? Depending on how you feel about LeBron James – He's still one of the greatest to ever play the game, if not the greatest, right? You can hate LeBron James. You can say, oh, he bent the knee to China, which is a funny thing that's always showing up on my timeline. You can say that he is an attention seeker. You can say that he imploded the calves or that he imploded the heat or that he's trying to implode, whatever. But there is one undeniable fact. He's one of the greats. No doubt. He's listen, we're we're getting into Mount Rushmore time in the sports world. To me, he's he's if he's not on it, he's right there. I mean, because I'm sure old timers like, where's Bob Cousy? But he's one of the greatest. Yeah, you can't have a Mount Rushmore so, basketball and not include LeBron I James. Agree. I agree. You can't. But even even if you hate him. That's still a pretty awesome endorsement, right? And we're at a time right now where I think, and this isn't a station that spends too much time overanalyzing things Thunder-related right now, but even if you're starting to have your doubts, it's like, when is this ever going to end? It's a nice little reassuring weekend, right? Giddy going out balling. Did he end up actually saying anything about Josh Giddy? Did he answer the question? I think he did. I think it's yeah, you know, it's a really, really good player, talented player. But then he went right into Sam Presti to give you the full context. Um, yeah, you have the one of the goats, if not the goat, say that your GM is one of the best doing it right now. So, you know, listen, we went two hours and thirty minutes on the show without talking about it. So I just I had to dive into a little bit because it was definitely a. Record scratch moment this weekend. It's like, okay, what's the end game here? What's what are you trying to accomplish? And am I part of the problem? Because maybe as Josh said, he's just saying something nice about another general manager. You know, it's okay to say nice things about other people in the industry. There doesn't have to be an ulterior motive. Well, and Re- LeBron James has that reputation as, and in many ways, deservedly so, the guy that gets head coaches fired or gets general managers replaced, right? Right. And, and brings his own guys in. So he has that reputation about him based on 
moves that have happened and been made over the course of his career, both administrative personnel and player personnel. So when he says something like this, a lot of people say, okay, there's got to be an ulterior motive. Well, there doesn't have to be. Sometimes it can be as simple as he respects Sam Presti. Yeah, absolutely. All right, quick break. When we come back here on The Ref, I almost said Mad Dog Sports Radio. When we come back on The Ref, uh, it's a little, little news, according to Josh. Wrapping up, good tweets, by the way, rolling in on the saga involving the handshake. We'll dive into it next, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. News, according to Josh, coming up. Dude, I am knee-deep in mock drafts right now. Perion's starting to show up in some first rounds, which is good. I saw Nick Benito in a first round on one, but I'm not getting too carried away or holding my breath about that. Are you con- Are you convinced that Russell Wilson's going to be back with the Seahawks next year? I don't know, man. I'm starting to think they might deal him. Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think he'll be back. Just, I, you know where I stand on this. I'll believe it when I see it with star quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls at a place. I agree. Hey, right. speaking of drafts, oh, go ahead. Brian Osamo was 33 in one of the drafts I was looking at earlier. Let's see. Pro, pro football focus? Yeah, Osamo, the highest sooner taken at 33. Oh, wow. That's a little bit of a surprise, is it not? Yeah. That's the first pick of the second round. <laughs> um, I'm looking at PFF, Pro Football Focus. They have a mock draft that projects both Derek Carr and Russell Wilson to be traded. Listen to this compensation that they think the Raiders would get for Derek Carr. A 2022 first-round pick, a 2023 first-round pick, and a 2022 third-round pick. Now, this was written by a Raiders fan? No, it was Pro Football Focus. And the writer is a Raiders fan? I I don't think so. Come on, they're not getting two first rounds and a third for Derek Carr. I'm just reporting what I'm seeing. Um, Meanwhile, the Russell Wilson trade is with the Washington football team. And here's what the commanders gave up to get Russell Wilson. This is all reportedly. A 2022 first, a 2023 first, a 2022 second. But they would um, inherit $26 million dead money. Eh, I don't think either if one they, of them If they traded. deal him, they'd right. still have the 26 mil. So I don't think either one's getting traded. I really don't. Though, when Josh McDaniels took over at Denver, what's the first thing he did? Ponted Jay Cutler. You start looking at some of the salary cap issues in Seattle. Even though I still don't think the salary cap is real. Fascinating time that we're in, Josh. Fascinating. All right. You want to hit some news here? Let's do it. Or do you want a break and then hit the news going on? No, 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 no. Let's go. All right. It's time for the news according to Josh. People seem to like me because I am polite and I'm rarely late. I like to eat ice cream and I really enjoy a nice pair of slacks. Years later, a doctor will tell me that I have an IQ of 48. All the news that matters to us. What you're about to see is a Channel 4 News exclusive. His name is Nutty the Squirrel, and he's three years old. How about that? (laughs) 
<laughs> that squirrel can water ski. And hopefully it matters to you. Now, with the news, here's Josh Helmer. All right, where do you want to start on this Monday morning, Josh Helmer? So, we, we've discussed men's and women's basketball, of course, a lot on softball and baseball. What about everything else in the weekend that was for Oklahoma Sooner Athletics? Great weekends for men's and women's gymnastics. KJ tomorrow? KJ Kindler will be with us, yes, tomorrow. Uh, Oklahoma women's tennis takes care of USC. Four to nothing, the final in that. Largest crowd in the history of OU women's tennis. Well done, Audra Cohen. And we have been told that it's it's time to get her as a guest on the show again. Okay. I like Audra. She's awesome. Let's get her on. I'm a big fan. Um, they've done some pretty incredible things. The Corley sisters are amazing. And well worth your time to go watch and enjoy. And they beat up on USC. I guess anytime you play USC in any sport now, it's kind of like a revenge tour, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Oklahoma men's gymnastics registered its highest overall score of the season, 414.2 in a uh, win against number three Nebraska that Saturday night at McCaslin Fieldhouse. Um, that was an impressive win. Mark Williams' alma mater, they dominated Nebraska over the weekend. Good on them. Uh, it's a team that's heading in the right direction. A group, a squad, if you will. All right, where do you want to go next? Did you see what our man, defensive back Key Lawrence, was tweeting out yesterday? Yeah, you mentioned that. I guess what, he is trying to get his uh, old high school teammate on the Sooner roster? That is correct. Georgia Tech defensive back Wesley Welker, or Welker. Yes, Wesley. get Walker. Wes Welker back here. He should have been a suitor the whole time. <laughs> that would be that would be fun. Uh, Wesley Walker, who, yes, was teammates with Key Lawrence down at Innsworth High School in Nashville, Tennessee. And, of course, you know, this is a Oklahoma roster that already has a lot of volunteer state flair on it. Think about Keith Lawrence. You think about running back Eric Gray, Reggie Grimes, Woody Washington. It would, if Oklahoma is interested in adding another defensive back. Of course, you've already brought on three transfer portal defensive backs. Walker to OU wouldn't make a lot of sense because of the Keith Lawrence High School connection there, and again, the number of guys on this roster that are Tennessee natives. It's kind of impressive, isn't it? It's kind of impressive. Now, as you mentioned, there seems to be, you know, you go from nothing to a lot of something. So I can't help but wonder, Josh, you know, are they in the market to add more DBs or no? Well, as one great man once said, we're about to find out. Here we go. <laughs> All right, anything else? Things are looking good for OU recruiting-wise for – 2024 defensive tackle David Stone, who, by the way, is now no longer the number one player in the state of Oklahoma. That, because he's uh, moved over to IMG oh. Academy in Florida. <laughs> I saw that this weekend. So he, he is relocated over to the IMG Academy in Oklahoma. Another uh, 
Rivals future cast has come in for David Stone to wind up at some point committing to Oklahoma. This time from uh, site publisher, editor, our man Josh McQuistion. Back of the class, yes, hand raised, please. I, I, I need to l- get learned up about something that I won't lie to you. I'm always a little bit confused about. Does going to the IMG Academy really make that much of a difference, Josh? I think so, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, I would I, I would say so. I would say so. Even if you're the number one player in the state and you know you're going to get an offer to go play for OU or you could go anywhere you want – it's still, hey, I want to I wanna go down there and train and work with the best to better prepare so myself. I, 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 that makes sense. So I was telling you about the basketball offers list that I dug into. Yeah. One of the uh, players, on, just as a for instance to the IMG Academy deal, David Tubek, who had been playing at Dream City Christian in Glendale, Arizona, I'm sure he sees a lot of really good players right. in Glendale, Arizona. But you know what? He's going to be around better players with the New Jersey Scholars EYBL team. Gotcha. And, you know, I just – when you're going to be a high major guy, it makes sense to be around and competing against other high major guys. Kind of like oh, David Stone, going to see a little different level of competition at IMG than he did at Dell City. Right. Uh, all right, we got a break. We got a break. We got a break. When we come back, we'll put a wrap with some of your tweets right here on The Ref. Dude. I love this song. This is a, a kind of a deep cut. Oh, me too. Yeah. No, I'm a big Killers fan. Um, let me hit a couple of tweets before I get out of here. By the way, Pell Horace Morale Company, trust, my man is grinding, isn't he? He working. I appreciate it. Um, go follow Brant Bump on Twitter. And by all accounts, it's record crowd. So. Well done. Well done. We see you out there. I don't. You know, maybe engage or, you know, do this or that on every single tweet. But I see him. I see you working. You can't engage on every single tweet. It's virtually impossible. <laughs> well, that part's probably true. Uh, I'm kidding, Brent. Uh, DLT writes, loved the NASCAR segment. I did, too. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I, it's good to see Ronnie Rogers checking out. I love Ronnie to death. All right. Here is my man, Papa Dude, checking in on the handshake. Papa Dude writes, which is a great screen name. Having coached for 30 years and been in many, many post-game handshakes, it was probably a good idea for John Howard to avoid Greg Gard in the handshake line, as he apparently tried to do. If Gard had accepted the snub, it probably wouldn't have happened. But a punch is never good. I think that's fair. And listen, everyone now finds every moment these guys ever had together. And apparently it's always been cordial. College basketball coaches have this thing about grabbing an arm when they shake hands anyway. But, again, I think there's plenty of fault to go around here. Guard should have moved on. Uh, You can explain yourself by text or somewhere after the game. You don't have to do it right there. Emotions are hot. You know, both coaches have some culpability. But. And I think the Big Ten should suspend both. You can't go throwing open hand slaps at guys. Uh, Cindy writes, I blame Guard for stopping to try and explain his position on why he called a timeout. Just shake hands and move on. Try to explain your reasoning to a PO'd coach. Five and two should be the suspensions. Yeah, I think they're going to suspend um, Juwan Howard. Howard. Thank you. 
I don't know why I just blanked. All of a sudden, I was trying to come up with like, um, oh gosh, who was the old man that was a Michigan coach for a while? Went to the Cavs and an imploded. Yeah, I was like, John Beeline should be suspended. Um, Juwan Howard is going to be suspended. I think it's probably going to be for the rest of the season. And guards probably going to get a game just for uh, escalating it. And there's going that one player from Michigan might be done for the season too. Uh, Fourteen that's in there throwing haymakers, not good. And then uh, one more, Michael writes, dude, you're killing me. I can relate. I'm headed to Austin. Do you need me to go on down to San Marcos? I will fight you. Dude, I was ready to throw hands. When a parent or, or a parent or a fan, whatever, stands there when a coach comes out to the circle to talk to her pitcher, and she's standing there yelling, leave her in, leave her in, and she proceeds to strike out the next two batters, I just want to turn around and be like, oh, I think I – oh, actually – did some Oklahoma fans turn around and let no, it happen a bit? No, no, because it was I was all Texas State fans where I was, and there were much more civil and maybe a little bit of an older demographic that was around me. Now, if the parents would have been over there, it might have been on. It might have been on. But they're pretty laid back, too. Fun day, man. Thanks for grinding with us. NASCAR was fun. Fun segment. Hey, uh, KJ Kindler tomorrow, and likely Lauren Chamberlain. Lauren, you're coming on tomorrow. We'll see you guys back on a Tuesday edition of The Plank Show. Have a great day.